0: to Tay Learning. My name is Danny,
1: And I'm Olivia. We are your co-hosts.
0: This week has me nervous for no reason.
1: (laughs) Why are you nervous?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because we're drafting 1989. We're drafting 1989. And y'all seem to love the drafts, which is awesome. Uh, I'm a loser. I'm a big fat loser because so far I'm 0-2 in these drafts as far as fan votes go. And I know that there are people listening who are adamantly like, Danny, no, you've won the last two drafts. That's great. The numbers don't lie, y'all. Olivia has me bodied (laughs) in both categories. Although I think I I was closer with Speak Now than I was Midnight's. Yep. So, 1989 is my heart album. It's my baby. And I'm very passionate about not only 1989, but the songs on 1989. It's like picking favorite children. And so, this has been very hard to do my draft lineup.
1: Yeah, I believe it. It was hard for me, too. And this isn't, like, my heart album, you know. And I remember thinking as I was making my lineup, I literally have no idea what Danny's going to do.
0: So, historically, what I've done... When it comes to drafting is I have tried to find like a happy medium between my personal favorites and fan favorites. And I really think that the key to winning a draft, of course, is to just gear in the direction of fan favorites. But I just don't have that in me. And to make matters worse, I have a complete blindness, I think, when it comes to what's actually fan favorite. So, for example, with Speak Now, I fully believed that the story of us was this massive fan favorite. And that's just not true. That's just not story. true. It's definitely gone like you a loved
1: The Story of Us.
0: Yes. It has its own like sub-fandom of people who love the story of us, but I thought that it was like big in the fandom for some reason. No.
1: And didn't you lose long live to picking story of us? I don't know. It's been a while. Something like that.
0: Something like that.
1: I remember I being just... shocked that I got long live because yeah. you let me go first and I picked haunted and then you didn't pick long live. I, was I, don't shot.
0: Remember, I don't remember what I picked. doesn't matter now. I lost is the point. And I don't I don't want to lose again, but it's not about losing again. I don't really care. It's friendly competition that is entirely inconsequential. It's that this is my baby. This is my album. And I am so nose blind to what's a fan favorite and what's not a fan favorite because I don't give a shit about anybody else's opinions. This is my album.
1: This is my album. I will say my strategy is usually just my opinions
0: (laughs) okay well your opinions are popular olivia we get it (laughs) oh man so all right so
1: we're gonna do this and um you're gonna go first this time because like you're all-time favorites on this album it's your favorite album you let me pick my favorite so i'm letting you pick your favorite but before we get into that we're taking a break for for ads
0: back and talking about favorite taylor swift songs my top two favorite taylor swift songs of all time
1: mm-hmm. are on this album yeah you're gonna lose one so olivia told <laughs> me to before
0: you. before we started recording a few days ago actually she says you can pick whichever one you want but you should know that i'm picking the other and i was like <laughs> god <laughs> damn it like i'll we'll give you one <laughs> honesty but that's heartbreaking content Ah, Okay. Okay. So for those of you who've been around a long time, you know what my all-time favorite Taylor Swift song is. And I cannot leave her behind. That'd be sacrilegious. And so coming with me, my first overall draft pick is none other than New Romantics.
1: I honestly uh, wasn't sure if you were going to actually follow through and pick it. Really? Why? Mm -hmm. I wasn't sure what your thought process was gonna be about which one you wanted to like lose, you'd rather lose for your draft, you know what I mean?
0: I did have a hard time with this, but New Romantics has been my song. Like that is that is my song. Like if I could claim a Taylor Swift song, that is the song. Yep, It's been that song, my song for so long. Back when Taylor Swift didn't have the ability to stream her music, I saved a bunch of random covers of this song just so I could listen to it when walking to class. I'm <laughs> um, streaming like I got like a punk rock version or an orchestral version this is my song now I feel very passionately about my number two as well my number two I feel so strongly like this was the song that made this my heart album mm-hmm. weirdly enough but I know I'm going to lose her and I'm sad about it. And before Olivia tells us what that song is, because I know she's going to pick it, I want to remind everybody, we mentioned this last week, but we are gearing away from doing song clips during our episodes. Instead, mm-hmm. you can head to our website, taylearningpodcast.com It's brand new. <laughs> and we will have homework for you to look at. So songs, Taylor Swift songs, songs we reference that aren't Taylor Swift are all going to be in this playlist. So I'm sure you know what the songs are if you're here. But if you just yes. want a little playlist of the drafting order, the order that they're drafted exactly. in.
1: And if you don't want to, you know, hike on over to our website, taylearningpodcast.com, you can also find a link to the Spotify playlist in the description of the podcast episode. So if you want to go the easy route, I totally get it. But like, if you wanted to go to uh, um, know that I made the website. so. <laughs>
0: Also, don't spoil it for yourselves, okay? Don't go look at the playlist and be like, oh, this is the drafting order. No.
1: <laughs> Maybe first. we'll randomize it for you guys. <laughs> and um, for uh, t- homework, you have to tell us what the order is.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. We're really leaning into the metaphor now, and I think that that's beautiful. All right, get it over with. Rip off the freaking aid What's your first overall draft pick?
1: Yeah, with that being said, my first draft pick is Clean. Danny's <laughs> number two favorite <laughs> Taylor Swift song of all time. <laughs> <laughs> is that your favorite on this album no actually it's not it's it's strong i need it to be on my team it's so and if i don't grab it now you're gonna grab it correct <laughs> so that's that's also why you took thing. it thinking about like that's okay so rewind i said my strategy was like my favorites right but my strategy is also trying to think about what you're gonna pick and trying to line it up accordingly I don't do that. So, like, if my absolute favorite, the one that I really want, I'm not confident you're going to pick, it's lower on my list. Mm.
0: I don't think like that. And I think that that proves to be true in my actual fantasy football drafts, (laughs) where I'm like, I'm going to pick this wide receiver because they're on the Chiefs, even if they're not the best. (laughs) Fortunately, the Chiefs are like that team. So I'm pretty lucky overall. But. I've got a real problem about thinking what other people might pick when I'm drafting.
1: Yeah. Because like my it. favorite on 1989, I wanted on my team obviously, but it's a little lower. Cause like, I don't know if you're going to actually gun for it, but I know that you would have picked clean round two. That was a highly valuable one.
0: Damn. That's devastating. I'm not thinking about your experience at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I that said, what it- you got up next. I almost want to pick it out of
0: spite. <laughs> i'm this close i'm this close olivia but do i'm what not gonna to- do i'm not going to i'm gonna pick wildest dreams nice this was tough i want you to know this was tough i'm literally like i had to do it matt my boyfriend would kill me if i didn't i really really struggled with which one to put in this spot knowing that you were gonna yeah. take clean from out from under me so
1: yeah absolutely tell me my next is out of the woods i okay. have to it's one of my faves on the album what can i say I'm my my
0: out of the woods tattoo right now is throbbing like Harry Potter's lightning <laughs> or a scar.
1: <laughs> Severe pain in your back.
0: <laughs> it's yeah, it's literally on my spine and I can like feel it like oh <laughs> two
1: paper airplanes flying. Which is and what Danny's thinking, tattoo is if you don't know what it is, it's two paper airplanes flying.
0: <laughs> screw you, Olivia, screw you, Olivia, screw you, Olivia, screw you, Lou.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: All right it hurts it hurts mm-hmm. but I'm going to take style I,
1: I saw feel that like, coming.
0: yeah I was like I feel like you saw that one coming and mm-hmm. I want you to know that I was waffling between style and wildest dreams so I get both ah yay
1: amazing see in my brain like out of the woods and style are in its own they're on a level together
0: I like out of the woods more than I like style but style is pop perfection style is so good It is the perfect pop song. It just is.
1: It's really good.
0: Again, this is the pop bible. All of these are like perfect (laughs) pop songs. But if somebody put a gun to my head and was like, I need you to pick the most perfect Taylor Swift pop song, I'd probably pick Style. It's close. It's between that and Cruel Summer. But I think I would still pick Style. I agree. Even though I like Cruel Summer more than Style, if that makes sense.
1: Same. I feel the exact same.
0: I love when we have the same opinions. <laughs> what, what I don't love is that you're probably going to take something from me that's going to hurt my feelings. What is it?
1: Uh, I'm taking Wonderland. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderland is just so good.
0: Okay. Damn it. How so, can I not take Wonderland? Come on. That was, that was next on my list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good. But you know something? You know something? What are you taking? I know places. Yeah, that's my favorite on the album. It's my favorite on the album, but you can have it, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but you don't feel passionately about it, and that's okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I want to circle back to Wonderland real quick. I think that Wonderland is incredibly underrated. Like, the people who get it, get it. I'm so excited about the opportunity to break that song down at some point, piece by piece, and to oh. listen to the Taylor's version. I think it will get more love once 1989 is re-released into the world.
1: I think her bonus tracks were just killer on this album. I cannot believe she actually let it be a 13-track album.
0: I can't believe we're going to get more. Like, the fact that I am going to get to expand the love that I have, my heart album, is going to just grow another size because of all these songs that she said were that good and she doesn't know how she ever left them off. I just can't wrap my head around that, actually. Like, I'm going to be sobbing the whole time. I'm coming to Michigan to... Listen to the have the release party. Listen to it with Olivia, and I'm going to be with uh, my roommate Rebecca and my boyfriend Matt. And I don't know, frankly, if Matt is ready to see this side of me because I will be a mess.
1: Yeah, because the only release night that he witnessed us be a part of was Speak Now, and we don't. Both of us don't really have. An emotional attachment to speak now we were excited because it was new taylor swift content it was a new re-recording i mean my favorite song of all time was on it but like he hasn't seen you be actually feral no
0: 1989 is i don't know how many episodes i've gushed about 1989 on oh, most of them probably and Everyone. especially yeah, <laughs> especially on the announcement one but just the way that 1989 makes me feel i can't can't really speak in words even though I'd like to. I'm sure Taylor Swift could speak it for me. But I'm excited and I think that Wonderland will get more love. To that point, I also think that I Know Places will. But I Know Places is surprisingly one of the songs on TV that makes me the most nervous to hear. Really? Why? Her vocals in I Know Places are so unperfect in a way that is endearing. The vocal squeaking and the straining on the, and we run. That she does, it's so flawed in the most endearing
1: way. I love her vocal imperfections. That's how I feel about the bridge part in Wonderland when she does the oh. That's my favorite part.
0: <laughs> I'm really, really nervous because 1989 is an album that is just scattered and polka dotted with vocal imperfections that give it this intense level of emotion and personality in an album that is significantly more lyrically generic than what she had released prior so the fact that you can still feel the personality and the emotion in this album is highly chalked up to the vocal imperfections so Mm. if she fixes those in this album fixes quote-unquote I will be genuinely sad. And I Know Places in Wonderland are two fantastic examples of songs where the emotion yeah. shines through in the vocal imperfections.
1: Yeah, because, you know, we've been through three Taylor's versions and she is known to polish.
0: <laughs> and I don't I don't want polished. I want real. Yeah. What are you taking? I'm taking
1: You Are In Love.
0: OK. Why?
1: Um, I feel like I needed one slow song and uh, that's my favorite one. I had to take the last bonus track, you know?
0: Fair enough, fair enough. I'm taking her most streamed song of all time,
1: Blank Space. I get it. It's the one I had next.
0: (laughs) And like, I know Blank Space is, overrated is the wrong word. I think it is appropriately rated because I think it is a wonderful satirical look at her life, her particularly her romantic life during the Red Era. I know it's overplayed and that a lot of people are sick of it. I think that if Blank Space had not been a single, it would be like the fan favorite
1: yeah blank space kind of has like love story you belong with me anti-hero vibes like they're great songs but they were the big hit singles Mm -hmm. a non-swifty knows every word to blank space
0: blank space has this really unique place in pop culture where like shake it off is something you can play at a wedding and at a graduation party and it's upbeat i'm using shake it off as an example because we're in 1989 even though we haven't mentioned it yet and that you know same with like love story it's kind of got this thing where you can play it at a wedding and even you belong with me that same vibe blank space would be a weird one to play at a wedding and it's got a slower bpm and so it doesn't like hit at parties the same way and yet it has just permeated pop culture in this ever present way that i don't think yeah i i don't think that anybody understands
1: really and it's like an interesting song too lyrically because at the time you know yeah it's satire but a lot of people didn't know that it was, but it still hit. It still hit. And the music it was video. everything people criticized Taylor Swift for, thinking that she was just confirming it, but it still hit.
0: And the music video is insane.
1: Insane! Yeah. Anyway, what are you picking? I'm taking I Wish You Would. Why? I like it. I don't know. We're, hit, we're hitting the part where I'm like, I like it.
0: <laughs> and that's okay. And that is okay. My slow one that's on this roster is
1: going to be this love. Yeah. I feel like there was only two to pick from.
0: Yeah. Realistically true. One time you said to me, Olivia, that when you hear the song, this love, you think of my relationship with Matt. Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: haven't been able to unthink that thought. (laughs) Yep. And (laughs) I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because, you know, this, this love was written as a poem about somebody that she is not with anymore. Um, yeah, but, like,
1: the, the representation of it isn't, like, it doesn't have a bad ending. Yeah, it doesn't.
0: And I really love that song. I think once we did our breakdown in the first season of This Love Came Back to Me, I think that really helped us wrap our heads around this song as a whole and made me like it more. And, yeah, so I have a soft spot for it.
1: Yeah, it's a good pick. What's your next one? I'm taking Bad Blood.
0: All right. Bad Blood
1: live at the Eras tour has changed everything I ever thought about Bad Blood. I used to think it was annoying and overplayed, but uh, I'm obsessed with it now after seeing it live.
0: Really? I just think that the Kendrick Lamar version is so good. Yeah. I don't know how many episodes I've said that on, but it devastates me to think there's not going to be, and there still might be, I don't know, but a... Bad Blood featuring Kendrick Lamar, Taylor's version. Like, I just, I want it.
1: because possible. That
0: collab, I remember actively. It's the summer of 2015. I'm in between my freshman and sophomore year of college, and that song had the world by its throat. I didn't know anybody that did not like it. Now, maybe Swifties at the time didn't like it, because I know it's not a Swiftie fan favorite, but everybody that I spoke to in my real life fucking loved that
1: song. So, I don't know. It's really good. She She, like, let her feature kind of actually have a future instead of just one verse. And I think it benefited the song.
0: I agree 100%. And I think that the music video also elevated it. It won video of the year at the VMAs. Mm-hmm. I I think that it was just a rock star pick of a single, even if it's not a fan favorite.
1: And it signifies surprise song o'clock.
0: <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I will always hear the, I'm going with, all you had to do was stay. What carries that song for me is the bridge. Let me remind you, this was what you wanted. Like, what a crazy bridge. Let me remind you, this is what you wanted. You were all I wanted. Yep. Just those two lines together, flipping that. It's such a clever turn of phrase. I love it personally. I think it's great.
1: I like all you had to do is stay. And I am someone that I defend its role as a track five. I know a lot of people kind of criticize it being a track five. Like it doesn't really fit the track fives of the past. But if you take away the fun poppy beat and just read the lyrics for what they are it is sad
0: yeah and reminder to everyone she was actively trying to distance herself from the sad girl era image because red was really tough on taylor it was tough on her to write it was tough personally the era itself she got a lot of flack like she was just trying her best during the red era and the world was shitting on her for in retrospect no reason so she can't have a sad track five not really I wouldn't be surprised if all you had to do was stay was written as a slow song. And she was like, Nope, can't do those. Can't do those unless they're happy. I believe. she reworked it. Yeah.
1: What's your next pick? I'm taking shake it off. It's an iconic Taylor song and we're at the bottom of the line. I got to go iconic, you know,
0: that's fair. It, it really is. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but it's just got like blank space, this, Place in pop culture that can't possibly be overstated.
1: No. And it's so fun to dance to, despite it being overplayed. It's good. It's a good song. She did a good job. It was perfect for the time, I think.
0: Yeah. For August of 2014. And again, I'm biased, right? Like it was fall of my freshman year of college. It was in every orientation <laughs> and at every frat party. So I'm biased, but I have a very warm nostalgia for Shake It Off. Yes. So we're down to our final two.
1: Yeah. And, and I know you feel neutral about both of these.
0: <laughs> I do. But I am going to pick the song that I have, like, actual active really good memories with. And that's Welcome to New York. Please explain. Yeah, I mean, Welcome to New York for a long time was actually in the top of the album for me. And I think that's just because I really like, yeah, I liked the production quite a bit. Even if I didn't love the lyrics, the production on Welcome to New York, I've always enjoyed quite a bit. Mm. And as far as like personal stuff, I don't know. I think it's a canon event to be walking through New York, listening to Welcome to New York, (laughs) even though if anybody stopped you on the street and said, what are you listening to? You would lie. And say anything else. Because that would be the most embarrassing thing in the world.
1: Not Welcome to New York.
0: (laughs) Definitely not Welcome to New York by Taylor Swift. Definitely something indie, underground. It's not even streamable. So (laughs) it's on SoundCloud. Um, (laughs) But like, I don't know, a couple years ago, me and my sister Kate were running through the streets of New York. And we each had an AirPod in. And when I say running, I mean we were running. The streets of new york totally reckless don't do that not at night <laughs> Like we were at least and we're listening to welcome to new york because i don't know we're drunk we just left a comedy show and it's great and i think it gets a lot of unnecessary shit i think people just like to pile on and you know in our fandom yeah, people absolutely. like to pile on but at the end of the day if somebody from outside the fandom tried to shit on welcome to new york would be like hey back the fuck off literally <laughs> you don't know that song like we do
1: like we can talk shit about the singles but you can't
0: you know, if you talk shit about "Shake It Off" or blank space, I will hurt you. Okay. <laughs> anyway, so that leaves you with how you get the girl. I get the
1: girl, which I had ranked higher than "Welcome to New York," so,
0: <laughs> so that works out. Perfect. Why did, why did you rank it higher? Is "Welcome to New York" the bottom of the album for you?
1: Probably. I don't like dislike it. I don't think there's a single song on 1989 that's like in my least favorite Taylor song so I feel like I'll write about it I don't feel negative
0: <laughs> I just n- the narrative of how you get the girl is always very confusing to me because I'm like are you singing to a past lover that you want to get to get you back some people like to speculate that it's about Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber and I hate that theory I hate that theory I think partially, I just don't like I don't like the idea of any of her music that's positive in any way, shape, or form having to do with Justin Bieber. And not because of some implicit bias against Justin Bieber or anything, even though it probably does exist in me. Uh, it more has to do with Scooter Braun, Scooter Braun thing. Like, Justin and Taylor have always had kind of a tumultuous, not mm-hmm. great relationship, even all the way back when they were young, and he, like, put her on punk And I just have never gotten good vibes about him as a person. I still don't. I could be wrong. I've never met him, and I'll admit that. But I don't like that theory because I don't want to listen to my favorite album and be thinking about Justin Bieber ever.
1: That's funny. I have heard that people said that in a secret session, she said it's about a friend. And Selena Gomez was the assumption, which she has way more friends than just Selena Gomez.
0: Maybe we'll deep dive it at some point. Yeah. And talk about it. I get why people would jump to that. I don't want to jump to that.
1: And she didn't really seem to like Justin either. Well, Selena and Justin were on and off
0: yeah that video of her like sticking her tongue out being like "Ugh!" when she passed by Justin Bieber at that award show like
1: and Selena stopped to hug him
0: (laughs) yeah why would she write an entire song about a guidebook womansplaining as she likes to call it womansplaining how to get the girl back To Justin Bieber, who, like, you know, in their gab sessions, she was like, I swear to God, if you respond to any of his texts, I'll kill you. Like, Selena, what are you doing? No, I don't believe it. I don't buy it. And I'm not sorry. (laughs) Well, that was fun. What's your final lineup? (laughs) My final lineup from top to bottom. New romantics, wildest dreams, style, I know places, blank space, this love, all you had to do was stay, and welcome to New York.
1: I feel like you might win this one. You think so? I don't know. Tell me yours. Mine is Clean, Out of the Woods, Wonderland, You Are In Love, Bad Blood, I Wish You Would, Shake It Off, and How You Get The Girl. What did you I, say learned this week?
0: I'd say learned this week that you strategize thinking about what I'll pick before what you would actually pick. Knowing that you wouldn't have picked clean as your first round draft pick if it weren't my number two hurts mm-hmm.
1: me. Yeah. Yeah, that's how I've always done it. Except I, I think midnights I didn't, but like speak now definitely. I thought about what you would pick. Damn. I thought about your ranking and changed mine accordingly.
0: A strategic queen.
1: <laughs> two and oh, baby.
0: <laughs> what did you say learn this week? Miss
1: Two and O. <laughs> I say learned that Welcome to New York was like one of your top few favorites when 1989 came out. I didn't know yeah, that for a long
0: time, but I kind of kept it to myself because I knew that that was an unpopular opinion.
1: It's okay. I'm a me apologist and Lover is my favorite album. So, fair. <laughs> you're, you're safe here.
0: <laughs> like, my favorites when the album came out were New Romantics and Clean and Welcome to New York and I think Out of the Woods. I think those were like my top four. Not, not in that order. I think volunteer number four.
1: Make sure to go to our Instagram at Tay Learning Podcast to vote for your favorite draft lineup who you think won this round. Make sure you hop over to our social medias to vote because we want to know who won at Tay Learning Podcast on Instagram, at Tay Learning Podcast on TikTok, Tay Learning on Twitter. You can email us, Tay at gmail.com or visit our website Tay podcast.com
0: that's so crazy this is the final call I'm serious y'all last call for your best misheard lyrics across Taylor Swift's discography we've been doing this call out for a few months now we've gotten some excellent answers but I want your craziest misheard lyric and I don't want you to make anything up I just want you to dig deep and think wow was this misheard lyric so cripplingly embarrassing that I subdued it deep within my subconscious (laughs) yeah pull it out share it with us. We'll share it with the know. world. Let us know if you want to stay anonymous. So email those to us, tailoringpodcast at gmail.com.
1: Yeah. DM us, email us, whatever is easiest for you. Same thing with the voting. If you want to email us who you thought won or your, what would be your eight picks, um, let us know. We'd love to know.
0: Mm-hmm. What are we talking about next week?
1: Next week, 1989 comes out. So, of course, we're going to have to have a 1989 Taylor's version hype episode. Talk about what we think the vault songs are going to sound like, what the lyrics are going to be like, and just overall, gosh, about how excited we are.
0: Masaba makes me so emotional. (laughs) I'm going to have a really rough couple of (laughs) butts. Like, good rough, but rough nonetheless.
1: Yep. (laughs) Thanks, Taylor.
0: Are you ready for me? Are you ready for my emotions?
1: Yes. Nice. Because you know we're going to record your reactions to listening to the Vault Tracks at least.
0: I will wear pants this time. (laughs) And not a dress, so I'm not flashing the camera.
1: Yeah, I don't think we told anyone about this. So we recorded our reactions for Speak Note tv vault tracks but uh danny was wearing a dress and kept forgetting she was wearing a dress so she was just flashing the camera the whole time
0: maybe it would have gone viral
1: maybe (laughs) or it would have been taken down immediately (laughs) infamous
0: (laughs) for this week my name is danny i'm olivia see you next week catch you on the flip
1: I can't believe you don't think about what I might pick. I'm just not strategic, bro. (laughs) I'm not
0: evil.